Lawmakers pushed the federal government to reveal more information on unidentified aerial phenomena, or often known as UFOs, as three former military officials testified during a congressional hearing uh, today. The House Oversight Committee uh, on National Security, the Border and Foreign Affairs, uh, of border of border and foreign affairs her testimony from three witnesses david grush a former u.s intelligence official uh, david fravor a former u.s navy commander and ryan graves a former navy pilot graver graves and fravor both claim to have spotted uh, ufos uh, here is david grush during his testimony if you believe we have crashed craft uh stated earlier do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft as I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Joining me now to talk about uh, this uh, testimony today, uh, which went on for two hours, it was quite fascinating to sit and watch some of it, uh, is Chris Rutkowski. He's a UFO expert, science writer, and educator with a background in astronomy. Mr. Rutkowski, thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here. So, uh, first question to you, how important was today's testimony? Well, I think fairly significant because although we've heard many of these stories before, in fact, some of these same witnesses have been uh, giving their testimonies uh, to media and in magazine articles and so forth for years now, this is the first time it's been entered in a, a not the congressional record itself, but to a hearing, uh, you know, where the public is getting more access to this and certainly to people who are in positions to be able to do something about it. Do you think uh, government generally, the U.S. government specifically, but government generally have just been, governments have been too secretive about what they know and don't know? Well, that's one theme that really came out from this hearing is that uh, uh, there does seem to be a uh, a definite curtain <laughs> covering up uh, what's really being going on and what's uh, being claimed. Of course, there is no mechanism for releasing confidential or classified information to the general public. So, uh, you know, this will be up to Congress to come up with a way in which some of this material can be made public. A lot of what has been uh, presented today, including the stuff by uh, David Grush, a little clip that you played there, uh, you know, he himself has not seen any of this evidence. It's what he's been told. The question is, you know, was he told accurate information mm-hmm. and by whom? But he's not willing to say anything about that. Uh, because of the classified nature, and he's not willing to say it publicly. So we're sort of stymied. We're at a, uh, you know, at a, at a struggling point. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think we collectively as society should rush to declassify this information? And what I mean by that is, you know, how would we use it? What does it mean in regards to our broader societal conversation? Because some things are classified for a reason, whether it's national security uh, whether what you know this information could impact um, how we perhaps look at things, uh, do you think there is any value in keeping it classified? Well, there's no question that some information should be kept classified. You no know, one can just imagine uh, if a pilot was flying over, let's say, uh, Ukraine and sees a UFO. Well, that pilot might have been on a, a special security mission. That uh, might have the technology itself uh, for observing that UFO might be. Uh, classified. So there's certainly some danger in releasing classified information uh, sort of very broadly. Uh, but at the same time, uh, some of the claims that were made today, such as misappropriation of, of funds uh, and uh, deliberate obfuscation of, of what's really going on, 
that might need to be addressed because some of it, uh, it was suggested that uh, uh, some of these programs operate outside the uh, Pentagon budget and outside any congressional oversight. Um, uh, the broader issue here, why do you think government, even having this conversation today, why is it you think it's taken so long for government to allow this kind of hearing to go, go to move forward? Well, certainly inertia is part of this. This has been going on for quite some time, if we were to believe uh, the stories. Uh, we do know that uh, since 1969, that goes back quite a ways, we really have no information about what has been going on with uh, regard to UFOs or UIP uh, in the United States, uh, because a Project Blue Book that some people have certainly heard of, uh, which was a study of UFOs, it closed down in 1969. And since that time, we really had no information what was going on in the United States. And uh, until it was recently released uh, just a matter of years ago, of uh, cases where uh, projects were undergone uh, in the, the mid-2000s to study uh, UFOs and UAP. So we really don't know exactly what's going on, and it's been fairly kept quiet. But in Canada, uh, there's a significant difference uh, because we do have a fairly uh, consistent record of what has been done with regard to UFOs. The National Research Council uh, had been in charge of uh, UFO programs since the 1960s up until mid-1990s, working with the RCMP. And after that, Transport Canada and certainly the RCAF uh, have been... uh, uh, working, I've been privileged to have access to some of these documents. We have a good record of what's been seen in Canada mm-hmm. uh, at an official level, at least from the 1940s till the present, which is very different from what's going on in the United States, and we probably still don't have all the information. Is this mostly a North American phenomenon? I rarely hear uh, or see stories from Europe, especially Eurasia, saying, you know, uh, uh, please deliver more information on UFOs. Uh, you get a lot of stories out of the United States, perhaps some out of Canada as well. Uh, but you don't hear a lot of these types of stories from, from Europe. Uh, no, you don't hear about it, but there certainly are many, many cases. In fact, governments around the world mm-hmm. uh, have been studying the UFO phenomenon. Uh, most notably, France uh, has published its own version. Its, uh, uh, its space, pro- uh, space office uh, has been uh, releasing information about UFOs seen in that country. Uh, certainly, Norway is, uh, has a project underway. And other countries around the world certainly do have some, some reports. In fact, we do have reports and case studies uh, from Russia, you know, pre what's going on right now. But the uh, Soviet Union had been very involved in the UFO studies for many, many years. And there's no, no reason to suspect it's still not going on. Mm-hmm. Final question to you. Uh, as a science writer who has followed this issue for a very long time. What was it like for you today to just listen to that testimony in in an official government capacity, that this is a, a conversation where people have to swear an oath and to testify and to just to sit there and listen to all that? What was it like for you? Well, it, it, as I mentioned, we've heard some of this before. In fact, uh, there really wasn't anything new presented before uh, because a lot of it had been uh, presented previously. In fact, Grush alluded to the fact that he talked about much of this on a, on a television program. So uh, it's not new. Uh, certainly, it is new in the sense uh, that uh, you know it's being presented to a, a congressional subcommittee, which is quite interesting. And uh, there's going to have to be some you know some fallout from this. Some things have to be done regarding it. Mr. Ritkowski, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you.